and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Pride Month is here, a time to celebrate, support, and uplift the LGBTQ community. While diversity issues have taken on greater prominence over the past year, there is still much work to be done, and the meetings industry is particularly well-suited to lead the charge for change. I'm Elise Schoening, Associate Editor of North Star Meetings Group, and on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I spoke to Derek Johnson, Chair of the LGBT Meeting Professionals Association and Chief Diversity Officer and Director of Event Strategy for the Tally Management Group. In our conversation, Derek spoke about how planners and destinations can better support the LGBTQ community and the importance of showcasing all aspects of diversity throughout the entire year. Hi, Derek. Thank you so much for joining us. And first of all, happy Pride. I know that this past year has been really tough on all of us and especially those in the LGBTQ community who had Pride canceled last year and a lot of whom were also minorities and have had to deal with violence against Black Americans, Asian Americans. How are you feeling about Pride this year and where we're at now? So first and foremost, happy Pride to you and happy Pride to everyone out there listening. I like to call it the evolution year of of where we have come from in hindsight 2020. We are in a space to learn from the lessons of the crises that we just embarked in. And the learnings are all focused around humanity and the intersectionality of our differences. Pride for me this year is all about inclusivity and in really celebrating uh, unique differences and embracing all people. Because at the very end of the day, we want everyone to bring their full and authentic selves into every situation, every part of life. And and so pride is the staple time to really reflect on the past um, so that we can create a better future and also to honor and celebrate our unique differences. So I think this pride, more so than any other pride in my personal life, is very meaningful because we've gone through so much just in the past year as it relates to evolving, evolving industries, evolving organizations, evolving as people. And now it's time to take that evolution and actually put it into action. Yeah, I love what you said about this year being an evolutionary year. And you took over as the new chair of the LGBT Meeting Professionals Association in January. How has it been for you to head the organization during this challenging time that we're in right now? And what sort of goals or initiatives do you have in mind to accomplish over the next few months and lead this evolution? Yeah, so LGBT MPA is in its fourth year of existence. We're still a fairly new organization yet. My goal as chair is to help support the foundational initiatives of, of LGBT MPA. We want to create a sustainable organization to support the LGBT plus meeting and event professional through education, research, and idea exchange. And so as chair, 
I want to ensure that I'm leading the, the charge to do just that, to ensure that we are creating that sustainable organization, but also that we are positioning ourselves in a space to impact the broader scale of diversity, equity, and inclusion within the meetings and events space. We as a board are very diverse. And I think that that is important to reflect upon. And it's important for other organizations to acknowledge and to reflect on because diversity of our leaders provide us the opportunities to be more innovative and creative, to drive change in in dynamic ways and to impact broader communities. And so as we continue through this year and we evolve as an organization, I hope that I can continue to help drive this change internally and externally within LGBT MPA and within the business events industry. I think one of the biggest initiatives for us is to ensure that we are positioning a a governance structure so that we can continue to grow and evolve the organization each year moving forward. This is the first year in LGBT MPA's existence that we've had a board that's been voted on by the membership um, or slated and then voted on. This is the first year that we've had a full business plan and strategic plan for the organization. We did all of this in a strategic planning session back in February of this year. On June 30th, we're having our first ever educational event. So the organization is currently in a space to impact the community and impact our our industry in unique and dynamic ways. And it's really exciting to be a part of it, let alone to be kind of the the steerer of the ship, because our board is not just strategic, we're hands-on. And that's what makes, I think, this board very unique when it comes to engagement. It's it's we we don't have an office staff. We have an executive director and we have an administrator. But all the initiatives, um, all of the efforts are done mainly by board members and committee members. So it's a pretty exciting time for LGBT MPA. And I'm really excited to see where this foundation leads us in the future. Great to hear that you're growing. And one thing I wanted to ask you about as we celebrate Pride this month is about Mm -hmm. rainbow washing. And I know kind of like clockwork every June, we just see a lot of organizations and even individuals swapping out their logos for the rainbow ones and then kind of calling it a day and, and very surface level actions. What sort of actions would you suggest and like to see from others in the industry to show their support for the LGBTQ community in more meaningful ways? Yeah. So the rainbow swap is, I go two ways on this, and this is just kind of my personal perspective. One, it's great for organizations to celebrate the LGBT plus community and through their logos. However, on the flip side, it's also important for organizations to continue to support the LGBT plus community outside of June. And so as we look at organizations that are representing themselves with pride throughout the entire year. When I see logos that are rainbow during the month of June, it's more meaningful to me than seeing organizations that are just doing it for 
the pomp and circumstance. And so I think that as organizations approach the potential avenues of recognizing the LGBT plus community, it's important to ensure that they're going beyond just logo recognition, that there are policies and procedures in place at their organizations that support and elevate the LGBT plus voice or voices within their organization, that they are attracting individuals of the LGBT plus community to their organization because they are dynamically showing support all year long. Those are the types of things that I think are most important for organizations to consider. And during Pride Month specifically, I think it's an opportunity to celebrate all of those things that organizations have been doing correctly to not just support the LGBT plus community, but all marginalized voices. And that goes back to kind of this evolution that I talked about at the onset here. I think, again, pride for me is it's it's beyond now the LGBT plus community. It's, It's pride and diversity. And we're leveraging the rainbow and the LGBT plus community as an example of the dynamic differences that exist within our world. And again, as organizations are looking to support individuals from marginalized communities, we want to ensure that they are creating opportunities for them to bring their full and authentic self to work and not be fearful of being fired because of who they are, not be fearful of being reprimanded because of how they may talk or how they may dress or who they may love. All of those things are important for all of us to consider, especially organizations that are putting their brand out there and saying that they support the LGBT plus community because we're paying attention. The world is paying attention. And after June, come July and August and beyond, if these organizations are not um, continuing that support and continuing that celebration of unique differences, it'll be noticed. As we come back to live events and as they ramp up in the coming months, what can planners do to reevaluate the process and make sure that their gatherings are more inclusive and welcoming to those in the LGBTQ community? Yeah, I mean, I would even branch out again to look at diversity as a whole and mm-hmm. say that um, we want to ensure that we are uh, including diverse voices as a part of our educational events and, and experiences. Seek out those resources. Partner with organizations that celebrate differences like LGBT MPA or the Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals and really engage with the external communities in which we take our events and experiences. It's it's so important to showcase diversity in all aspects of the planning process, but also Within diversity comes inclusion. And it's important to also focus on uh, ensuring that everyone has the equal opportunity to learn, to contribute, and to connect in meaningful and thoughtful ways. So again, as planners are reintroducing the in-person experience into the planning process, we have to take with us this 
evolutionary change of being very humanitarian focus. It's all about the individual participant in customizing solutions for them, because ultimately that's what people come to our meetings is to solve a problem. I'm coming to learn to solve a problem either of today or tomorrow. I'm coming to contribute and share based off of a problem I've already solved, or I'm coming to connect with people who may be going through the same thing and we can collectively help each other solve problems. So as we continue to solve problems of the world, we need to ensure that we're not leaving anyone behind and that we're creating um, welcoming and inclusive environments for everyone. Yeah, and what about destinations and venues? Do you have any tips for what planners should be looking for or asking when they're trying to select a site that would be welcoming to all? I go two ways on this topic too. The idea of supporting those destinations that, for example, support the LGBT plus community. HRC has their municipal index that rates cities based off of their support to the LGBT plus community. And so supporting those destinations that are doing an amazing job for our community, I think is great. I also, on the flip side, think it's important for us to continue to drive change in those communities that are not doing the best work and to continue to educate them on the reasons why it's important to foster this sense of inclusivity and harness diversity in all aspects of what we do. Because collectively, we can't evolve our world if communities are stagnant. We have to move collectively together in order to invoke change, true change, and evolve the spaces of humanity in a way that is more meaningful to connecting people. And so I think to that notion around destinations specifically, it's important to understand that there are destinations that may not be as supportive to the LGBT plus community, but when that's the case, it's our responsibility as planners to educate them on the reasons why it's vital to elevate the voices within their community that may exist so that they can have an opportunity to rise into the spotlight. One thing I really hope that we do as planners is as we continue to go to these destinations, again, we're leveraging the resources that exist within those spaces in conjunction with bringing in outside expertise. That way we are then supporting the local community. And at the same time, we're giving something back. And so for destinations, they need to have a seat at the table as we go through the strategizing around creating experiences all great points. And I loved what you said about also pushing those destinations that aren't as inclusive and to try to do more, because I think we have seen progress over the past year and there's a lot of room still to go. Every day we take a step in the right direction. Sometimes the steps are very small. Sometimes we question whether we're going forwards or backwards, but I think collectively we as people are moving to a more acceptable society where diversity is accepted, that diversity is a part of the DNA of everything that we do. You saw that with the killing of George Floyd. A lot of people around the world took to the streets to march against systemic inequality and injustice. You see that all the time with more voices coming forward and speaking against hate towards the trans community. 
And it's important to continue to showcase these voices in a public way. I think the more transparency we have into the lives of individuals, the more we can open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts and minds to different and truly understand and try to see the world through the lenses of others. But we can't do that if we don't elevate those voices and they're not a part of the conversation and they continue to stay in the background. We need to move those voices to the front to ensure that they are helping drive this change and evolution in our world. Yeah, and to that note, can you tell us a little bit about the upcoming Day of Diversity and why it's so important that those who aren't a part of the LGBTQ community, but our allies join in? Day of Diversity on June 30th um, is LGBT MPA's first ever educational event. It's important in this increasingly interconnected world that focus on openness and appreciation of our differences because it's vital for creating a welcoming experience and world for everyone. So in recognition of Pride Month and also to honor the past, present, and future, we created this Day of Diversity in which we are highlighting multiple themes, one being DEI is not just a racial thing. Even though we need to focus on racial justice and equity and equality, it's essential to remember that it's more than just race. Another theme is being anti-racist. Obviously, there are systemic inequalities built into every aspect of our world. And so in that topic, we'll have speakers talking about how it's important and how we can move to being anti-racist. There's entertainment from LGBT plus performers. There'll be stories from diverse leaders in our world, not just within our industry. And then we'll talk about the evolution of inclusivity uh, within meetings and events, and then focus and spotlight the organizations that are doing the right thing in support of equality. We have a lot of amazing partners who've joined us in this celebration And I would be remiss without thanking all of them. Encore and NYC and company are at platinum level sponsorships for the event. Hilton came in at a gold level. Tally Management, my organization, is contributing at a silver level along with San Diego. Visit Seattle is about a bronze level and San Francisco travel and expo are partners in this endeavor. And we're getting more and more support as we continue to market the event and push it out to wider audiences. It's a day to really celebrate our unique differences. And it's not just here within the meetings and events industry, but for everyone externally. Are there any lasting thoughts or anything else that you'd like to add? At the very end of the day, we within the meetings and events industry have the ability to drive social and economic change within global communities. And it's important for us to step forward and truly take the mantle to ensure that we are creating experiences where people can bring their full and authentic selves and that we're creating experiences that are inclusive of all people. And with diversity as being the focal point of the strategy process. So with that, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there that is continuing to evolve the space, um, to continuing to have these conversations, continuing to spotlight and elevate diverse voices, because collectively together we can move mountains. And I'm very hopeful for the industry's future 
And I think it'll be a bright space with organizations like LGBT and PA leading the charge to really spotlight diversity within the realms of experience creation. I think that's a great way to end it. And it's great to hear that you're hopeful for the future in the next year. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Derek. Happy Pride, and I hope you have a great day. Happy Pride, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon. 